Tulsa clinches playoffs. United States takes care of business against Panama. Oh, you Sooners lose to Iowa State. What the heck? Anyway, we'll talk about the first two on this week's episode of Twenty Hour Soccer Podcast. I also have special guest Roland Vargas, Colorado Springs Switchbacks broadcast team. He will be on to preview, break down Tulsa's next opponent, the Colorado Springs Switchbacks. So, folks, it's getting dark. Lightning. I think I saw lightning. Some cows flying around, folks. Time to get inside. Windows. Get away from them. Pillows, blankets. It's another episode of 20 Hours, our podcast. All right. Thank you so much for joining the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast this week on BGN.FM. That is where you can find us. Find us and a lot of great podcasts, great content there. You can just put your buds in and, and go to town. Great stuff on BGN.FM. I am Roger Graham, your host, Tony Alley Soccer Podcast. Thank you again for joining me this almost playoff, the end of regular season version of the podcast. A big result in Tulsa on Saturday as the Tulsa Roughnecks clinched. Playoff berth beating Seattle Sounders 2 by a score of 1-0. to nil. Uh, the lone goal came in the first half. Got Christian Tierjund. I don't know how he put this goal in. It was uh, kind of a zero angle uh, type goal. Joey Kleistri made a made a run. Who that guy is just putting up assists left and right. That's all he does. Just assist, assist, and setting the table. It looked like he had tried to shoot the ball. It almost looked like it was going wide, and then all of a sudden, Christian just shows up and puts his right foot on it. Goes far post. Ball goes in the net. And I believe at the time, that was the only shot on goal at the time. And in fact, I don't think we had very many shots on goal for the whole match. It was just one of those, it's just, you know, it seemed like Seattle, neither team could really get much going on chances offensively. And yeah, it just wasn't a lot of shots on goal. But anyway, the, that was the goal there and uh, came along in the, uh, I believe in, just looking back at the goal here in the 14th minute. So it came pretty early. And then in the 45th plus three minute, Colin Fernandez goes high on a on a player. Maybe an elbow was thrown. It was hard to tell. Uh, hits Mathers in, in the face area. Maybe an incidental elbow. Maybe I, I don't know what happened exactly. But anyway, he gets shown to yellow, second yellow. And he is sent off for the remainder of the match which means Tulsa will be playing a man down the entire second half with a slim 1-0 lead against Sounders 2. And as the game progressed, there was not a lot of, uh, you know, Sounders really took the, the lion's share of the shots, had 14 shots, four on target. Tulsa only had two on target the entire night. So I was mentioning that earlier, uh, two shots there. One just happened to go in. Really, if you look at it, you know, really got lucky to get the victory there and get the results, you know, um, in that match. Uh, something else to mention, Ray Solari, or so, Ray Solari uh, played his collegiate days here in Tulsa, and he was on hand for the match for Seattle Sounders too. So that was something to, to kind of keep an eye on. I believe he played for Tulsa Athletic as well. So good to see some local talent there playing here uh, for 
really the Sounders. So yeah, he was there, and uh, and I believe I believe I saw some family members as well. So anyway, he uh, was was on hand for that match. I believe the captain of the team as well. So good to see local players getting those opportunities at the next level. Uh, but unfortunately, they for the helmet they didn't get out, get the result here in Tulsa. But a good match, uh, one nil victory for the Roughnecks, and that puts Tulsa in the playoff position. A couple of other matches that went uh, different ways were, or for Tulsa, was that OC uh, did lose uh, to Reno, and then Colorado Springs Switchbacks won their match against Sacramento, which at the time, before the match ended at Tulsa, it's like, okay, well, um, you know, we were up 1-0. That result stands. That means we will jump Sacramento in the playoff standings, which we did. So currently, as it stands, Tulsa is in sixth place, Oklahoma City in seventh. We have the tiebreaker on Oklahoma City as we have more wins than they do. And then a point behind is Sacramento. Why is that important? Well, with the obvious reasons is the higher seed, the uh, the lower or higher, the lower seed opponent you'll play. So if you're sixth place, you will play the third place team. If you're seventh, you will play the second. If you're the eighth place, you will play the first place team. First place, I believe, locked up now is uh, Salt Lake City, the Real Monarchs of Salt Lake City. So I believe they have that locked up in first place now. In fact, they do. And then you have um, San Antonio. Am I reading that right? Did they just not take the... So I guess San Antonio has two more matches left. Did not realize that. So to play Portland and Rio Grande, and I don't believe that's going to be enough to get them above the Monarchs. So they, Monarchs, are in first place, locked and loaded. And then you have Reno 1868, which is the team I am interested in because I do not want to play them in the first round of the playoffs. So if they maintain second place, uh, I guess San Antonio, if they end up, let's see, Reno plays Sacramento. Sacramento has been limping in to the playoffs. I don't know if they will get the result against Reno, especially at Reno. So I would anticipate Reno to stay in second, but San Antonio may skip them. Uh, I believe San Antonio has a very favorable match against Portland. And then they have a whole match against RGV. They've struggled a little bit against RGV, but it's a match that I see San Antonio getting the result. So we'll know more Wednesday when they play Portland. I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you that they're going to get three points against Portland. If they don't get three points against Portland, you don't deserve to be second. I'm sorry. Just don't. But anyway, that's the, I mean, the worst team in the league. They're not going to playoffs. You got to get that result, San Antonio, for sure. And then you have the Rio Grande match. So, you know, you could get six points there, put you at 62. Reno, if they get three, you could jump Reno, but you need all six points to do that. And then you have Swope Park Rangers, who have the final finale at home against Seattle Sounders, too. And that's a Wednesday. So it'll be done on Wednesday. We'll know how many points that they have. Yeah, I expect them to get the three points against Seattle, but who knows? Good things, things happen this time of year. It could happen 
Um, but Seattle should get the result. And then Phoenix finishes their season with Portland, which you expect them to get three points there. So, so Swope Park, you'd have to get the three points in order to stay ahead of Phoenix Rising. And they are tied in points, but Swope Park has the gold diff on them. And then Tulsa Roughnecks, like I said, can't catch Phoenix. So it's either 6th, 7th, or 8th for the Roughnecks. Um, Oklahoma City has a favorable match as they play Sounders 2 to finish their season on Sunday, next Sunday. And then Roughnecks, obviously, we have the match against Colorado Springs. Switchbacks, and we'll have Roland Vargas on to give a little bit of preview of that and talk about their season. And as their season did, will end on Saturday as they did not make the playoffs waiting for that last result, last match in Oklahoma City. You know, flashbacks to two years ago when uh, we were waiting for the result against uh, for the uh, Austin Aztecs at Seattle Sounders 2. Unfortunately, Sounders 2 got the win, which made us no longer eligible for the playoffs. It was an exciting match to watch for us to think that we could have made that playoffs in the first year. And now... And then seeing what happened the second year, just this, this disastrous season we had last year, and then this year to see the turnaround Coach Vaudreau has put together for Tulsa Revnicks. You know, I don't know if they've done Coach of the Year type rewards, but you would think he's got to be up there. Um, he's got to be a nominee for that award if there is a such a thing. I don't know if there is, but there should be. Because that's really remarkable to do what Tulsa Roughnecks have done, and not, and not just only coaching staff, but the players. You know, the, the working together, getting you know, this is didn't know each other, and you know, just a couple weeks before the season starts, and then be thrown out there to play against some really tough opponents. All credit goes to those guys and getting that team playing together. Great stuff. So right now. As it stands, Tulsa, we're in sixth place. That means we'd. it's going to be hard to tell because we don't know these last matches mean so much. There's so much positioning that can happen. Either Reno, uh, San Antonio, Phoenix, or, yeah, all the way from Reno, San Antonio, Swope Park, Phoenix Rising, we don't know how they're going to position out of the second through fifth place. We don't know what the positioning will be. You know, if Reno loses, Phoenix wins, they jump them. Actually, I don't think they do because, yeah, they have total wins over and goal differential. So they can't jump. So Phoenix can't get second, but they can get third. They can get fourth or fifth. So this will be a very interesting match week coming up this weekend. You'll want to watch. Keep your FOP mob on. Get your updates. Get, you know, pay attention to your favorite Twitter follows. Tornado SPC, you will be able to stay in the loop on all the matches coming up this weekend. But anyway, uh, also real quick note, uh, United States men's national team, big-time result on Friday, 4-0 victory over Panama. Now playing in uh, Trinidad, Tobago on Tuesday, so we'll have more soccer coming up this week. It'll be the final qualification match for the season, for this uh, go-around for 2018. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, uh, right now 
United States is in good position. Uh, they've, uh, you know, they've put themselves in a spot. You have a favorable match. It's a road match, but it's against Trinidad Tobago. You know, really, this should be a. Uh, uh, United States needs to get this result, no question. There's just, it's just too, too favorable of a matchup. And really, you know, if you don't get this result, uh, you know, right now you're two points ahead of Honduras. Yeah, that's right. Two points ahead of Honduras. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you just need to get the get the result. You don't want to lose or get a tie. Even if you tie and, and Honduras wins, uh, you've got goal diff on them unless they just score a ton of goals, which I don't think that's going to happen. So, you know, if, uh, wow, Tulsa, if the United States gets the win here, should be should be easy qualification. Third place will get you into the World Cup without having that playoff with either Syria or Australia. So anyway, great stuff there. Great soccer coming up the next few days. I'm excited. You should be too. I'm so much to watch. Uh, I hope uh, hope the kid and, uh, and wife and kids let me kids kid. I only have one. Uh, <laughs> they allow me to do so, but if not, it's all good. But anyway, great stuff, and we will have Mr. Roland Bargish come and join us. And to break down the Tulsa Colorado Springs switchbacks match on Saturday on the 14th. And I will cut to that interview right now. All right, folks, we have a great guest on today to give his perspective on the match on Saturday as Tulsa hosts Colorado Springs switchbacks final match of the season coming in. Uh, a little bit of uh, dampered mood tonight as uh, Oklahoma City took care of business and clinched the eighth spot of the playoffs. Uh, we've got Mr. Roland Vargas, uh, the uh, color analyst for the Colorado Springs Switchbacks broadcast team. And Roland, uh, I know a little bit bummed out tonight, but uh, h- otherwise, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, as we said, a little bit bummed, but uh, fair play to Oklahoma City. So. Yeah, yeah, and they, uh, boy, I tell you, they've been uh, playing so hot lately. And you know, something I tweeted earlier: like, you don't want to play these guys. I, I don't care if you're, you know, uh, Reno or Salt Lake City or you know, Swope Park. If you know, in third position, they've just been playing so hot right now. And unfortunately, it came down to their result and and uh, you know, not getting it uh, or it not going your way. But that's okay. Uh, still, great, great season at Colorado Springs. I know you know, not quite into the playoffs and, uh, you know, how, how are folks kind of feeling about that and kind of what's your take on, on this season, uh, as a whole? Well, I'd, I'd still say the season is a, is a success. You know, we were a little bit spoiled making the playoffs in our first two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are definitely disappointed, obviously, but this, the, the switchbacks gave a really good effort this year. We had some sort of up and down moments and just that cold moment that we had toward the end, it was kind of your worst case timing. If you wanted to go through that kind of a stretch with a couple of draws and a couple of wins, maybe go through that in May or in June, a little bit earlier in the year. So you can break out of that. And I just talked to head coach Steve Tritchie last night. And, you know, he said, if we don't make the playoffs and if Oklahoma city wins the game, which obviously they did, then the the switchbacks effort would just be a little bit too, too little too late. And so Mm -hmm. um, I agree with that, but it's, it's been a good season. We've had some good results played well at home. It's just been that, like I said, that's sort of that lull that we had for four or five games there right before we, the, the playoff stretch. 
Yeah, and how do you feel the team is going to respond? Obviously, big letdown tonight uh, with that result in Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, and they have to make this, I don't know if it'd be a bus ride or a flight here to Tulsa and make that long road trip to kind of finish off a, a season that they know that, that, that that's the last match of the season. How do you think that the, the players are going to respond and the coaching staff for this last match? I think they'll be up for it for sure. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to be missing Ronnie Argetta, the captain and the center of midfield. Um, if he'd been able to play against the Roughnecks, he would have played 90 minutes mm-hmm. in all 32 games of the USL this year. So that's a huge loss. He picked up a yellow card in the match last night, so he's going to be out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the coaching staff has talked about it. You know, a lot of guys are playing for jobs. They're playing sure. for their futures for next season. So I think they're going to be fired up. They're going to be ready to go. We've made a lot of changes in the last couple of weeks. A lot of guys who got starts the majority of the season have been out. They've been replaced. We've chopped and changed that lineup. So I think that may continue uh, in Tulsa. And we know what's expected. I mean, that's a difficult place to play. Obviously we opened the season there mm-hmm. in Tulsa and regardless of what the USL ruled, that was a, a, a loss for the switchbacks on the field. So mm-hmm. it's a tough place to play, but I think they're going to be up for it. And I think you could see some, uh, from a switchbacks perspective, some new faces. Sure. Yeah. I know this league is kind of a, you don't know, it's, we're still playing soccer and everything, but are you anticipating Colorado Springs making big moves in the offseason, getting, you know, moving players out. You know, like Tulsa, we had, I think, one player from last team, last season's team still on this year's roster. Are you expecting a huge turnover in the offseason, or, or do you think they'll keep a, a good core of their team? I think they'll keep the core. You know, we haven't seen uh, a huge t- turnover in, after either of the first two years. I don't think you're going to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, there'll be some small changes. You know, guys are going to, I'm sure guys are going to move on. I don't know of anybody yet. New guys will come mm-hmm. in. They're constantly scouting people. They're constantly looking at players from across the league, looking at loan deals, stuff like that. So I'm sure there'll be some new faces for a switchbacks perspective, but I don't think it's going to be a, a huge overhaul of the squad. I don't think it needs to be. There's a, there's sure. a real strong core that's been there for a couple of years and uh, some new guys that have come in for the 2017 season that have really played well. So I think they're going to go mainly with what they have and then just try to sprinkle some new, uh, some new additions here and there and try to spice up the squad a little bit, I'd say. Yeah, and I'm just kind of thumbing through the results right now, and I'm like, oh, man, there's, there's just a couple of games I think you guys could have had and said, oh, we could have done better there. Rio Grande Valley, 3-1 there. It just seems like, and then Sounders, too, at home. It's that's like, oh, it's just one of those matches you look at and go, oh, we should have. Uh, it, it always comes down to one or two matches, doesn't it? Every season, it seems like, right? I, I agree. We had a difficult loss against the Swope Park Rangers at Widener Field in Colorado Springs right at the end mm-hmm. uh, with just four games to go. So, or That was the fourth game, so that was a tough one. Um, you, know, you talked about it. We've had some difficult road trips, but you know we know every team in the, in the Western Conference does. Um, but just, as you said, just some, some results that you look at the table and you'd raise your eyebrows at. But then again, when you watch the games, you understood those teams came out hot. And you know the deal with the MLS2 teams. You never know who they're going to bring down. Sure. Sometimes they've got, they've got bona fide MLS quality on their roster, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're just trying to get youth on the field. So you never really know who you're going to face, and sometimes those games can be real tough of, just because of the personnel that you're facing. Sure. And speaking of, I know last time we chatted, uh, there was talk that maybe Colorado Rapids would send a few players or you know, have a kind of a gentleman's agreement there or whatever the case may be that you might have a couple. Did, did you all see any of that kind of come to fruition this season, uh, getting a few of those lone players from Colorado Rapids? 
We did at the beginning of the year. We had uh, Ricardo uh, Richie Perez on loan for a couple games with the switchbacks, um, and then he went back up to uh, up to Denver, up to Commerce City to play with the Rapids. And we didn't see we didn't see much after that. We were able to work a deal with San Antonio FC. We brought in AJ Ajaqua, mm-hmm. also Tabena Uzo signed for the switchbacks late in the season, so they were a real fresh addition, uh, especially up front, giving us some power and some speed up top but uh, we weren't able to uh, bring in any more players uh, from the rapids uh, at the end of this year we'll see what that relationship brings next season i know our coaching staff has a very close relationship just because they've they've played and coached up there before so mm-hmm. fingers crossed on that one that's a, sure. that's a great resource to have obviously in colorado but we didn't see much after uh richie perez to, to start the season for the switchback yeah and i think they're probably using every player they could get ran into some injury problems up there and and probably didn't have the ability to you know send as many players down as they probably would have wanted as well but uh, that's kind of how it goes sometimes but uh let me ask you this uh, i know uh you've seen every team this season come to uh, wedner field and and you've you've been able to kind of from your uh, your expertise and and seeing these players and, and seeing these teams so i'd love to get your take on some playoff uh, this playoff potential obviously we know the eight teams are uh, do you feel like there's one team that's going to be favored or, or do you have a couple of dark horses out there that people need to kind of pay attention to as, as the Western conference de- uh, playoff develops? Well, I think Tulsa is a team you have to look at, you know, and it's not just because I'm talking to you. I think the Roughnecks are <laughs> sure. a good team. I mean, we, we haven't seen them in a, in a while, but when we have, they've really impressed. I, I think you'd be crazy to look, look over the Monarchs going to Salt Lake city, especially this time of year, mm-hmm. that's going to be really tricky for anybody to go up there and get a result, get a win. They've been great. We talked about the MLS connection. They're able to funnel players down there. They have a really good youth system there that's mm-hmm. really shown this season with them capturing the, the regular season crown, even though they had a draw. They've been they've been fantastic. Uh, Tulsa's a dangerous team. Phoenix, you know, they've got the superstar players, so you can't ever look across uh, past Phoenix because you never know what those guys are going to bring in the clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to be it's going to be good. You know, uh, uh, San Antonio. The team I look at, I'm, I'm not 100% sold on San Antonio. They've mm-hmm. made a lot of changes and stuff, so I think that could be one of the one of the more top seeds that you could potentially see an upset. It's no disrespect to them. I just think that perhaps just the way they're situated now with the changes they've made, that you mm-hmm. could see somebody be able to go in there and get a result. But I, I wouldn't look past the Monarchs. I think Tulsa's really good. There are a lot of really good teams in the Western Conference, and even though the switchbacks are out of it, I think it's going to be a really exciting uh, playoffs here in 2017. Yeah, seems like a kind of a little bit top heavy here, but you look down six, seven, eight, fifth place. These guys have all gotten results against some of the higher ranked teams. So yeah, like you said, it's you know we could have a repeat of OC making the big upset in first round against Sacramento like last season. So it, you get in the playoffs, it's it's a coin flip in some of these matches. So it should be an exciting, exciting time to watch the usl playoffs for sure and now if i could have you switch gears for me if you will i know we have a huge match on tuesday at at trinidad tobago with the united states men's national team and and seeing how the team showed up on friday do you do you feel like that momentum is going to carry over or you know or people just kind of overlooking how tough it is to play at trinidad it is tough obviously they moved it they moved it from port of spain mm-hmm. down to cuba to Otto Bolden Stadium. Um, I, I think the U.S. are going to go there and get a result, whether it's a draw, whether it's a win. I think definitely think they'll pick up at least a point there in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, it's a tough, it's a tough place to play. Trinidad and Tobago—they've been real 
down lately the last couple of years with some of their results. I mean, obviously they qualified for this part of the hex, but I think the U.S. is in a strong position to go in there, get the points, come out, qualify, and I think all of this will be forgotten when we start getting to, to June of next year and start making our, our travel plans for Russia. Yeah, it'll just be, oh, it never even happened. Then the next time we start qualifi- qualification, we get a bad result at, I don't know, Guatemala. Then we'll be, oh, my gosh, are we going to even qualify? It's, it's It always seems that way, isn't it, with the United States? We always kind of make it more difficult than it should, right? 100%. No, and but it's it's really difficult. You know, I talk to my friends who are all around the world, and they – They'll write me messages and they'll say, you got what kind of a result against Honduras? What happened against Panama? They just mm-hmm. they don't seem to understand how difficult it is to go to those places and play, you know, because they're sure. so used to European qualifying and they're so used to the big guys taking care of business against the, the smaller nations. But in, in CONCACAF, I mean, you have some really, really difficult trips on the road. And so I think that's really played into the U.S., U.S.'s mind this this go around and made some of those results a little bit tougher. And I think that they've the player you've seen it on the field. You've seen some some performances where we've been real tentative. But I think Trinidad and Tobago, after what happened in Orlando, I think we'll go there. We'll get the points and we'll qualify. And as you said, it'll all be good for next summer at least until mm-hmm. we get around to that next uh, that next cycle. Yeah, and I know Bruce is a uh, Bruce Arena, obviously coach right now, and and maybe he's more of a stopgap. But is there some coach out there that I mean, you, you may know, or just, just from your, I don't know, just, just if you're taking a guess and we're putting $5 in at Vegas and say this coach, he might be the next United States men's national team. Who do you think if that would be at this point? That's a really good question. You know, I, I haven't thought about that one at all. I think they, if they were smart, they would go outside of, of maybe, maybe America and go and get someone. Obviously it didn't work out with Klinsman. He had his issues. He had his detractors the whole time, but there are a lot of names out there that would be available, especially after the World Cup. You mm-hmm. talked about Bruce Arena just sort of being the the desperation hire to get them qualified for that World Cup. And, but I do think that, you know, just knowing the way that U.S. soccer is go, goes and Sunil Gulati makes his decisions, if what, what if the U.S. gets out of their group? What if they go to the 16 again? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure they would move on from Bruce Arena so quickly. I think sure. you might see him stick around a little bit. But that's a really good question. I wish I'd come prepared with uh, with more <laughs> names for you there. But, uh, no, that, that's a great question of who they would hire next. I really don't know. Um, there are some names in MLS. You look across MLS. But I'm just not sure if any of those those coaches are ready yet for that jump, and I'm not sure Bruce Arena is ready to give up the uh, give up the job. Yeah, you always hear Caleb Porter is always kind of that sexy pick, you know, of oh he's a young guy and he can relate to the players, and and I think on my uh, football manager save, I think he actually ended up being the coach of the national team. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. But anyway, I, yeah, uh, just throw you a little curveball there. Appreciate you humoring me there. <laughs> and uh, But let me ask just this is my last question here. I know you are a man. You, you travel the world and, and you have the wanderlust. Uh, where, where where are you headed now that it is the off season? Well, I'm going to be sticking around in Colorado Springs for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to uh, call the Western Athletic Conference Championship out in Vegas. I'm going to be calling okay. that live uh, in November, start of November, and I'm going to be spending a little bit of time in Turkey. We just had some visa issues mm. uh, with Turkey and a new law coming down just today, so that's made travel a little bit more difficult. But uh, that's where I'll be uh, this off season, and I'll be back ready to go in the spring for another uh, hopefully really great season of uh, usl play with the switchbacks so i'm really looking forward to that and looking forward to see what 2018 brings after we uh we just missed the playoffs by uh by just a couple places here yeah absolutely it'll be very interesting new teams and 
Oh man, it's 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 it's, uh, it's changing every year, isn't it? It's it's we got new teams, new faces. It's it's kind of an exciting time to be a soccer fan, isn't it? Very exciting. No, I'm really excited. I think the uh, those new additions that you talked about, especially in the Western Conference. I mean, mm-hmm. as soon as I saw Las Vegas, I mean that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a really great place to go. I know the players enjoy going to play in Reno and Las Vegas obviously is just a, a bigger version of Reno. So I, I, that's going to be fantastic. I'm really excited to see what, what the new teams bring. And I'm excited because it, you know, it, it brings more players into the Western conference. It gives us more eyes. It, it gives more people an opportunity to play this game. So sure. I'm really excited for that. And I'm really excited for some of the matchups we have, uh, we have next year, but not looking past the playoffs, I think, and not looking obviously past the game between the switchbacks and the roughnecks next weekend. I think that one's going to be a good one, even though the switchbacks have missed out on that playoff spot. I think they're going to go there and I think we're going to have a good game in, uh, in Oklahoma and see you guys get ready for your playoff push this year. Now, are you, are you making the trip to Tulsa this time? I won't be, I won't be. No, the, the team are going to be taking a big team. I won't be making that trip. Unfortunately, no, I'm, I hope one day I'll be able to do some of the broadcasts or at least come and visit some of these stadiums that I, that I see every weekend, uh, or every other weekend on on the TV, but no, I, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it this this week. But I'll be I'll be rooting on the switchbacks from home. All right, Roland, I appreciate it. That sounds great to me. And uh, Roland Vargas here, uh, color commentator with the broadcast of the Colorado Switch, the Colorado Spring Switchbacks matches. And uh, fo- uh, you, I know you have a website. You post uh, what where where can folks uh, see that and uh, and interact with you. They can uh, see everything I write on uh, switchbacksfc.com, and if they uh, they want to follow me on Twitter, I'm just at Roland Vargish. Uh, nothing too complicated there. And, uh, yeah, check out Switchbacks FC before we have those big matches against Tulsa. You can catch the, the preview article, see who's in, see who's out of our squad, what the coaches have to say, all those kind of things. So in the next couple of days we'll have the, uh, the Tulsa preview up and ready and see what the coaches and some of our bigger players have to say about uh, heading into uh, Tulsa this weekend. All right, Roland. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Always great to talk to you. And uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch here in the future. Have you on for next season. All right. Thank you very much. I really look forward to it. Thank you, Roger. You have a good day and uh, good luck this weekend. All right. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Roland. All right. Thank you so much again. That is Roland Vargas with the Colorado Springs Switchbacks broadcast for his time and giving us his insight there. Always great to hear from him and get his pick his brain any chance I can. But anyway, folks, this is going to wrap it up for this episode of $20 Sock Podcast. Special thanks to BGN.FM for putting up with me and uh, hosting the podcast. Mike Mitchell taking care of the air horn, bringing, in a, bringing the pain there on the behind the scenes. I appreciate all his efforts there. And all you folks that are listening, I love talking to y'all, giving you some insight, ideas. I'm all about that. So I appreciate everything you guys do there. All right. And that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you so much. God bless. Take care.